Shalom, and welcome to Via Hafta Yisrael, a Hebrew phrase which means you shall love Israel. We hope you'll stay with us for the next 30 minutes as our teacher, Dr. Baruch, shares his expository teaching from the Bible. Dr. Baruch is the senior lecturer at the Zera Avraham Institute based in Israel. Although all courses are taught in Hebrew at the Institute, Dr. Baruch is pleased to share this weekly address in English. To find out more about our work in Israel, please visit us on the web at loveisrael.org. That's one word, loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson. The Bible reveals to us that we have freedom and liberty in Messiah. But let me ask you a question. Are you using that freedom and liberty properly? See, we need to realize something, that we are called to walk in love. And don't use that freedom, that liberty, in a way that's going to adversely affect someone else. We're called to be an edifying influence in the life of others. There are believers, they are saved, they have received that gospel, but they might be spiritually immature. And therefore, we need to behave in a way that builds them up, that blesses them, that grows them, that matures them. That is our call. So let me ask you again. Are you walking in love? Are you willing to chasten yourself and not necessarily utilize all that freedom and liberty to do what you may know which is right because you don't want to be an offense or a stumbling block to someone else? This is what Paul is going to strongly instruct us in today's lesson. Well, take out your Bible and look with me to the book of Romans and chapter 14 the book of Romans, and chapter 14. Now, we began this chapter last week, and one of the issues had to do with food. And according to the commentators and very wise people, it had to do with meat. And here's how the argument went, and we discussed this last week. There were some, and these were the ones, who Paul calls weak in the faith they were teaching this they were saying because in the garden of eden people were talking about the first family adam ve chava adam and eve they were told that they might eat any of the vegetation except of course the tree of knowledge of good and evil so there in the garden people did not eat meat they ate fruit and vegetables and therefore, there were some who taught that as kingdom-bound people, those who were belonging to the kingdom of God, we shouldn't eat meat. That's what they believed. And again, these were the ones based upon what Paul teaches last week, that were weak in the faith. Therefore, should we use our liberty and be a stumbling block and offense to them? Or should we chasten ourselves in order to have a godly influence upon them and grow them and mature them? Obviously, we know what the answer is. Don't use your liberty and destroy someone else who is weak in the faith. 
Well, look with me to our first verse, Romans chapter 14 and verse 13. Very profound instructions from the Apostle Paul. He writes, Therefore, no longer one another we judge. Now, I think that's pretty clear. Those who criticize and said, yes, we are going to judge angels. We're supposed to judge all things. Yes, we judge today. No, that's not what Paul says. He says clearly, therefore, no longer one another do we judge. But this you are to judge. Now, this is speaking about evaluating. And he says here, but rather this you judge rather and what is that not to be a stumbling block to a brother or an offense so in a general sense i should not do things as much as depends upon me i should not use my liberty and freedom that i become a stumbling block or an offense to a fellow believer Just because I can doesn't mean that I should. We should have that restraint. We should not want to utilize all the freedom that we have if we are going to be an offense to someone else and hinder their growth, hinder what God is doing. We can be patient. We can not utilize what we may be entitled to because we're concerned on how others might see it and view it. This is what Paul is saying. So we need to judge ourselves and make sure that we're not a stumbling block to a fellow believer or offensive to them. Verse 14, very important scripture. He says, I know and convinced in the Lord Yeshua. Now, we can't just gloss over that statement where he says, in the Lord Yeshua. He is making such a statement, being in Messiah, meaning this, submitting to his lordship and being committed to the same things that Yeshua is committed to. And what is that? Seeing people come to salvation, seeing people grow and mature and become stronger in the lord that's what we're about and if that means that we don't utilize all the freedom that we're entitled to that's okay and he's going to be very clear on the implications to what he's saying in a moment but look at verse 14 once more i know am fully convinced in the lord yeshua that nothing is common through itself now later on we're going to come across a word which means clean and of course there's clean and unclean but this is a different word it means something which is common and that is that which is rejected by god now that was used for example in regard to the old testament counterpart to it there were certain animals that god created And they were common, meaning he did not use them in the sacrificial service at the tabernacle and then later on in the temple. 
They were not appropriate for that. But what he's saying here, and don't miss this very significant point, under the lordship of Yeshua, under the recognition that Messiah Yeshua, Jesus Christ, he is Lord, we are going to have discernment. We are going to understand the purpose, how to utilize all things, and that everything ultimately can be used for the glory of God. This is what he means when he says, look again, that nothing is common through itself. But then he warns. There's also this conscience. There's this personal conviction. And there can be a situation when someone, for a variety of reasons, feels that such a thing is unacceptable. And what Paul is saying here, although he's fully convinced in the Lord that, that nothing's unclean, that there's a purpose for everything, and we need to submit to that purpose, but nevertheless, he says, except to the one who reckons something to be common. He says to that one, it is indeed common, meaning this, it should be abstained from. So based upon personal conviction, for example, meat. Let's stay in the same biblical context. There are those who are fully convinced that meat is acceptable. Therefore, they, in their liberty, they eat meat. But what we're going to find is this. If there's one who feels that this is inappropriate, then he ought not do it, and he's going to explain why in a moment. So to the one that considers something, that reckons something to be unclean, to that one, it's unclean. Verse 15. But he says, if on account of food. So we need to realize something. We need to eat, but we don't need to eat all things just because we who are strong in faith understand that we can partake of something it doesn't mean that necessarily because it's permissible that we should partake of it if remember that message of what we should judge we should evaluate ourselves to make sure that we're not a stumbling block or doing something that is offensive to a weaker brother or sister and that's why he says, again, verse 15, but if on account of food, your brother is grieved, and the implication is, nevertheless, you eat of it, you partake of it, what does he say? No longer, according to love, you walk. So if your brother, a fellow believer, is going to be grieved because you partake of this, you eat meat, or some other activity, some other issue. If that is something that grieves them inwardly, their, their spiritual condition, and you know that, and you continue to partake of that, do that, then Paul says, no longer, according to love, you are walking. And what we know is we're called to walk in love, to love our neighbor as ourself. He goes on to say, not for your food, 
That one, what one? That one who is weak. Not for your food, that one that you shall destroy. What one? In behalf of whom Messiah died. So we need to realize something. Messiah went to the cross for that individual. He loves that person. And if me, in this context, if something I eat is going to be a stumbling block, offend him, if that is going to to adversely affect his faith, if I walk in love, then I'm not going to partake of that. I'm going to set it aside. Why? Because I'm not about destroying. I'm about edifying, being a godly influence, helping people grow in the faith. That's what he's talking about. Verse 16. Now, in verse 16, it is emphasizing testimony. We want to do that which is good. So we have a godly testimony, one that is pleasing and one which is affirmed by all the body of believers, all believers. So he says, look at verse 16. Therefore, do not let be blasphemed your goodness. What he's saying is this. It is good that you have spiritual maturity and that you know that this is permissible. You are strong in the faith and you know this is fine to do. So that's good. But don't let that which is good become blasphemy. Don't let others see that. And therefore, it's going to hinder them, affect them adversely. They're going to speak against it. And instead of having a testimony that is a positive testimony to all the body of believers, there is going to be those who are immature that are going to struggle. They're going to say negative things. And even though they may be wrong, it is going to adversely affect others. And we don't want that. Why? Well, he's going to tell us why in a moment. Look now to verse 17. Now, this is probably my favorite verse in this passage where he says, For the kingdom of God is not food and drink. Meaning this, let's not have food and drink be so important to us that we have to eat this, we have to drink that, we have that freedom, we have that liberty, and if someone doesn't like it, well, that's just too bad. That attitude is not walking in love. It's not going to have an edifying influence on others. So he says here, it's so easy to understand. Look again at verse 17. For the kingdom of God, that's what's important to us. That kingdom of God is not food and drink. What is it? But rather it is righteousness. That's what we want to be practicing. And it's peace, meaning the fulfillment of the will of God. And when you are living righteously and you are walking in peace in fulfillment of the will of God, you know what else you're going to have? It is also joy, joy in the Holy Spirit. Now, let me ask you a question. Why is the Holy Spirit mentioned here? When it speaks about righteousness and and that which is according to God's will, that which is fulfillment of his purposes, that peace and joy. Because 
when we are in righteousness and in God's will, we're going to have joy because it is the Holy Spirit. It is He who brings us into God's order. Let me say that again. It is the Holy Spirit's leadership, His anointing, that brings us into the order of God. And that order is going to be a blessing to others. It's going to have a positive influence upon them. So I like this verse where it says, the kingdom of God, it's not food and drink, but it's righteousness, it's peace, and it's joy in the Holy Spirit. Verse 18. For in this one serves Messiah. So it's in that mindset, wanting to live righteously, wanting to fulfill the will of God, wanting to have that joy that comes from the ministry of the Holy Spirit, His leadership, His anointing. This is how one serves Messiah. So what's more important to you? Being faithful in serving Him or having the freedom to eat and drink certain things. This is what it comes down to. And furthermore, he says, look again, verse 18. For in these things, one serves Messiah. And in serving Messiah, we want to be well-pleasing to God. That's our objective. It's not important to me, can I eat this? Can I drink that? If that's going to be a stumbling block, love demands. Hear that. Love demands that I set it aside. There are a lot of things that I can eat and drink that won't cause others to be offended, to be a stumbling block to them, or to adversely affect them. I can drink water. I can eat fruits and vegetables. I can have bread. All these things are not going to be a stumbling block. So let's eat these things Let's behave in that way so we're not a stumbling block or offense to others. He goes on and says, we want to be pleasing to God and a a documentation to men. Meaning we want to live in a way that proves our faith, that documents what? Our love for God, which manifests itself by loving others as ourselves. Meaning, and Paul says this elsewhere, if, if my food, meaning eating meat, causes someone to stumble, I just won't eat meat. I'll set it aside. Or I'll do so privately. But I don't want to be a stumbling block or offensive to others. Verse 19. Therefore, the things of peace that brings unity, that fulfills the will of God, the things of peace, he says, we pursue, and the things that are edifying to one another. So a very simple principle. We want to maintain peace, and we want to be an edifying influence. And that has to do with being submissive to this this love of neighbor. Walking in truth, But those things that are disputable, that's what we talked about last week. Those things that we may be entitled to, but we don't have to have them. If they are problematic, set them aside. We don't have to eat meat. We don't have 
to do certain things in order to be right with God. So he says, the things of peace we pursue, the things that are edifying to one another. Verse 20. Not on account of food that you shall destroy the work of God. God is working in the life of individuals. So he says, not on account of food, the eating of meat, should you do that if it's going to adversely affect someone else. Don't destroy the work of God, what God's up to in the life of someone else. He says, keep reading in verse 20. On one hand, all things, and now uses that word, clean. All things are clean. Meaning, in Messiah, in this freedom that we have, he says all things are clean. Now, we always have to realize the context, what he's talking about. We are not trying to rewrite the laws of God. We're not going to say, well, in Messiah, what he says is unacceptable now becomes acceptable. He's not saying that this is a license to sin. Remember the context. It's these disputed things, these things that are argued, that there's not a clear biblical reference to. This is what he's referring to. But evil to men. He says it's evil. It's not God's will in regard to others that a stumbling block is is happening on account of of the one who eats so don't eat something that's going to be a stumbling block to others this is not uh good this he says is evil but what's good look at verse 21 it is good not to eat meat He says it's good. Why? Because in that time, in that culture, for those early believers who were young in the faith, weak in the faith, it was causing such a problem. So he says, to utilize your freedom, go back to verse 20, second part, but rather it's evil to men that you place a stumbling block by what you're eating. Rather, it's good, he says, now verse 21, not to eat meat nor to drink wine. What he's saying here is this. You have the freedom, but it's not good. Why? It adversely affects others. So in your own home, it's a matter of conscience. If you're convicted by these things, then you don't do them. But liberty allows you to, but not if it's going to adversely affect, if it's going to be a unrighteous testimony to others, a stumbling block. So he says, look again, verse 21, it's good not to eat meat, nor to drink wine, nor in which your brother, meaning nothing in which your brother is going to to stumble or be offended or be weak. That means to be made weak. These are our concerns. We don't want to be a stumbling block. We don't want to be offensive, and we don't want to be a cause for those being weak. Verse 22. You have faith 
according to yourself you have it but before god now most understand if it's just between you and god and you have the faith that this is acceptable that you have the freedom and the liberty then before god do it but he says keep reading verse 22 happy is the one that does not judge himself in what he has approved so if you say it's acceptable i am led in messiah based upon his word to to receive this to understand that it is permissible then before god you are able to partake of it but don't do it publicly if it's going to be a stumbling block to others so look again he writes blessed is the one who is not condemning himself in what he has approved what he has been convinced is permissible now verse 23 our last verse but the one who is doubting in something he he's not sure whether for example it's permissible to eat meat or not he's doubting this he's not convinced therefore he says this but the one who is doubting if he should eat what happens he is is condemned he's judged why because not from faith he did not act out of faith he was doubting he was not fully convinced but nevertheless he did it anyway and therefore not being fully convinced not out of faith not understanding the liberty if he partakes of it with a doubt he's not exercising faith and therefore not exercising faith is not good why look at how this chapter ends but all whom or everything we could say that is not out of faith what is it it is sin so when i do something that's not motivated by faith then what i do whether it's permissible or not if i'm convicted and i rebel against that conviction then i'm not living in faith and therefore i'm doing something out of doubt not according to truth and that is not right so what he's telling us is this that we need to be led by faith and faith is related to truth and where do we find that truth in the word of god and what illuminates what helps us understand truth well it is the holy spirit he is the one that helps us understand the truth of god that we walk in liberty but again let's not use that liberty to destroy the work that god is doing that he's begun in someone else we want to always walk in love and that's the foundational truth that paul summarizes when he says all the torah in one statement love your neighbor as yourself so let me conclude with this question is your faith moving you driving you to to live in a way that manifests love for someone else that is what a believer is always 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 called to do to walk in love and faith true faith will always move us to do just that well until next time may god richly bless you shalom from israel
Well, we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others. Please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org. Again, to find out more about us, please visit our website, loveisrael.org. There you will find articles and numerous other lectures by Baruch. These teachings are in video form. You may download them or watch them in streaming video. Until next week, may the Lord bless you in our Messiah Yeshua, that is, Jesus, as you walk with Him. Shalom from Israel. Shalom from Israel.